Let's move over to the NFL. Start with um, a couple different games that we really like here. Uh, let's start with the Jets and the Browns. 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Jets now six and a half point dogs on the road. 0-1 to start the season. Got beat up on by the Ravens last week. And then you got the Browns who pulled, I guess you're going to call that an upset victory over the Carolina Panthers in the Baker Mayfield revenge game. Miles Garrett all over Baker Mayfield. Baker did make it interesting in the second half. Had that big touchdown run. Had that nice throw to Robbie Anderson, although there was nobody covering Robbie Anderson. Looked like the Panthers were going to pull that out. Instead, just watched that game last night. Jacoby Brissett gets that roughing the quarterback call. They're able to kick the game-winning field goal. A lot of cream hunt. A lot of Nick Chubb, as we're probably going to expect the first 10 weeks of the season until Deshaun Watson returns from suspension. Mm-hmm. Brown's six-and-a-half-point favorite. Zach Wilson still unable to go. They're not going to make the switch to my guy Mike White. Total in the game is down to 39-and-a-half, man. That is low. It Brown's is. minus 275 on the money line, so that's not an option. The Jets plus 225. Anything for you in this game, or is this a pass? Pass for me. If I had a play, I'd actually take the Jets plus six and a half, and it's because of the matchup. I think this matchup on paper is really, really good for them. The Jets don't do many things well, Ryan, but the one thing they do well is stop the run. Against the Ravens last week, they held them to 63 yards rushing on 21 carries. Meanwhile, Cleveland had 217 rushing yards, and they needed a 57-yard field goal to win that game. So even with all the ground attack that they had last week, they still almost didn't win. I think the Jets are going to force Jacoby Brissett to beat them, and that's going to play right into the Jets' hands. And listen to this stat. The Browns are seeking their first 2-0 start since 1993. Yeah, It's been nearly 30 years since the Browns have started a season 2-0. So you know it's not going to be easy for them. It's going to be a struggle, just like last week was when they were looking to start the season 1-0 for the first time in like 18 years. I like the Jets plus 6.5. If Mike White was starting, I'd really, really like it. I think this game would more be like a plus 5, plus 5.5. Yeah. But I just think the matchup really fits the Jets well. I'd also look at the under. I, I know it's low, but I think the 39.5 are really good. Is The under is the play as well. That's that's the way I would play it, but man, it's tough back in Joe Flacco. He just Dude, at this point his career. Especially when he's throwing the ball seventy times yeah. in the year two thousand and twenty-two. You can't have that. No. Hey, um, should I be concerned about the Ravens not being able to run the football? Especially with the weapons that they have on the outside or lack thereof. And I know Lamar did throw three touchdown passes in that game, man, but they couldn't get anything going on the ground. When's J.K. Dobbins going to be back fully healthy? Because I need him. Yeah, he did. He did practice <laughs> yeah. a little bit this week. They're calling him questionable. I think we could see him this week. They also didn't run Lamar too much. I think they knew that the Jets were a good running defense. Yeah. They could exploit them a little bit in the passing game. They knew that the Jets wouldn't score much. So they really didn't commit to the run all that much. I'm not too concerned yet, but they definitely need Dobbins back. Yeah, I completely agree. There's a couple props I'll look to target. I'm not going to play the side or the total in this game, but I do want a C.J. Mosley tackle prop. It's not available. All you could get right now is Miles Garrett's number. This will be obviously available closer to kickoff, but Mosley, mm-hmm. 11 tackles last week, was flying to the ball. You brought up their defensive line. The Jets on the defensive side of the ball, a little underrated offensively. Unfortunately, they're a mess. I don't know if Zach Wilson is any good, so when he does come back here in a couple weeks, We'll see if they could put it together uh, for Robert Sala, Michael Floor, and the boys. I want to talk a little bit about the Browns rushing attack, 217 yards on the ground, because I'm looking right now at rushing attempt props. Nick Chubb, over 16 and a half carries. I know it's juice minus 130. The only concern, Kareem Hunt, obviously, and it's it's a contract year for Kareem Hunt. I don't know if he's going to get the bag because 
he's getting a little bit older and who's paying running backs in the year 2022. <laughs> but his carries, man, eight and a half only, but it's juice minus 140. Last week for the Jets, I played Michael Carter over eight and a half carries. That hit going into the third quarter. He now uh, bumps up just one carry, nine and a half, and it's actually juiced to the under minus 125, maybe thinking they're going to struggle to run the football against the Browns front. What I would look at maybe, and I know it's a little high, actually it's not, 83 and a half rushing yards for Nick Chubb is minus 115. Kareem Hunt, though, 37 and a half rushing yards, minus 110. And if you want to go receptions, or rushing receiving, I should say, Kareem Hunt, 58 and a half is minus 115. I kind of like him more than Chubb this week. Yeah, I think that could be a good play. Also, like rushing receiving combined, because we talked yeah. about how stout the Jets' D-line is, that especially Hunt, with the receiver that he is, that could be a look too. And the Jets, uh, historically bad most weeks, but especially week two, 0-5 against the spread in their last five week two matchups. The favorite in the last 11 meetings between this these uh, two teams, by the way, 10-1 and against the spread, so... I guess I would lean the Browns. I just I don't want to lay more than five points, four or more than three points, really, with Cleveland until uh, Deshaun comes back. 21-14, Louisville over Florida State. Louisville driving right now, three minutes to go in the first half. We'll keep you updated what's going down there. All right, the other game we got to talk about uh, this segment here, the Commanders taking on the Lions. Here's one man where I don't get it. All right, so Detroit getting a lot of love, I know, this offseason, especially with the hard knocks boost and Legal betting now in Detroit. Check out your bet MGM if you're listening in the D, of course. Um, but Detroit's favorite in this game. One Crazy. and a half point favorites, man. The total's 48 and a half. I like the over in this game. I'm not going to play it at 48 and a half. If it was 46, I'd probably jump on it, though. Uh-huh. I do think we're going to get some points. We saw it even though it didn't. It took a little bit. I mean, Detroit got off to a nice start, especially running the football. They score on their uh, opening drive, actually. Swift had that big run. Then Jamal Williams got a couple carries on the goal line. Don't really love Detroit secondary. Don't really love anything about Detroit. I, I would have to play the Commanders, man. What, what about you, though? Same. No, I'm totally with you. Like you said, Detroit's favored. It hasn't happened since November 2020. That's 24 straight <laughs> games where they've been an underdog. We know when they're an underdog under Dan Campbell, they're fantastic. Just look at them last week. They play until there are zeros left in the fourth quarter. They don't stop. But as a favorite now... With the way Washington looked last week, too, Wentz and those receivers, Jahan Dotson looked really good, Samuel looked good, Terry McLaurin was doing his thing, Gibson was looking good. I'm with you. The over kind of feels like the play. There are some holes in that Detroit defense. They allowed 455 yards last week. Jacksonville scored 22. They really should have scored a lot more. They stalled for field goals in the red zone. They had some turnovers. They they really should have gotten into the 30s and won that game. But I kind of lean the commanders with you as well. Whenever you have a home team that's like a minus one and a half, that kind of tends to make me like the underdog. Anytime you get a home favorite that's like less than a field goal, kind of take makes me want to take the underdog. I like what Wentz did last year, Ryan, or last week. I think the commanders really believe in him. 27 for 41, 313 yards, four touchdowns. Did have the two interceptions. But last year with Indy, he was almost like too timid. He right. he really just wanted to make the safe play. The fact that he had four touchdowns and two picks telling me that this year he's slinging it. Like he's getting back to the old Eagles Carson Wentz before he got injured. I think the commanders are the right side though as well. I'm with you. I think a lot of people gravitate towards the Lions because they're the sexier, flashier yeah. team. Like you said, they have the hard knocks. They battled with Philly last week in a high-scoring game. 
I think people gravitate towards them, but I really do think the Commanders are the better team. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Imagine when they get Chase Young back. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to win the division or they're going to win 10, 11 games, but they're going to be more competitive, obviously. And I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan, but they're going to be more competitive. He's the best quarterback they've had probably the last decade, unless you're a big Alex Smith guy, I guess. But there's a couple props I really like in this game. And also, you know, that's why I'm so excited for Philadelphia, Minnesota on Monday Night Football, one of the two Monday Night Football games that we'll be here for. Do you know why we're getting two Monday Night this week? They usually do it week one. I don't know why they did it like that this year. The only thing I can think is they just wanted, like, Russell Wilson and Seattle to be its own thing. Yeah, I don't know what to do with the division, though, man, because I'm obviously Dallas is cooked. Um, I love the Giants, but they're not winning the division. And then I'm high on the Eagles, but I loved them because of their offensive and defensive line. And man, they struggled in the second half. Now, granted, though, that's what I want to see with the Lions, how good they look offensively, because Philadelphia was up big in that game. Mm -hmm. You know, they got off to that fast start and then they just played prevent in the fourth quarter. And that's when Detroit scored 14 points to make it look a little bit closer. So we'll see what the Lions are this week. Props I like, though. So you brought up Terry McLaurin. He was only targeted four times, only caught two balls from Carson Wentz. You know that has to be the game plan to get him the football. I know this is juicy, but I'm fine with it. Minus 165 is the price. Terry McLaurin, over three and a half receptions. They didn't pay him all that money to be targeted four times. And if that's going to be the case, he's only getting four targets, please trade him to the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going (laughs) over three and a half receptions. And I'm also, I was going to wait on the yards, but I think I'm going to fire tonight. Uh, 58 and a half. McLaurin should have that in the first half. We know Carson Wentz struggles with accuracy. Likes to throw the deep ball. They're going to get Terry McLaurin involved in the offense, at least I hope. Another really low total, and I know he's coming off an injury-filled season, or an injury, I should say, but Logan Thomas, who was questionable pretty much up until kickoff last week, his receiving yards only 31 and a half. The other look I would have, if I'm playing any Lions props, it has to be DeAndre Swift. Oh, man, was he good in week one. And I know Jamal Williams is going to steal some touches from him, especially on the goal line as the power back but 60 and a half rushing yards against this commander's defense. And it's only minus minus one fifteen. That will also be a play in this game for me as well. I like that. And really no big look ahead spots for either team. Detroit's in Minnesota next week. Philly's at Washington. So you don't really have to worry about anything like that. So I think it's just both teams are going to be motivated. Detroit obviously doesn't want to start. zero and two Washington obviously wants to start two and zero. And now with the Dak Prescott injury, Ron, I mean, that's just like another jolt to them. They really feel like this division is there to lose. I think they're the better team. I think plus 105 on the money lines to play with the commanders. And obviously the Lions getting a little bit of love for home field. Uh, but man, and they're much better at home. I mean, in fact, they've won three of their last four home games, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, one of those being against Green Bay. And you also have to go back and actually watch that game and realize the fact that Aaron Rodgers played a whopping one quarter and it was Jordan Love for three quarters in that game. So I don't count that as a victory. But man, like, if I'm getting two and a half, three points with the Lions, I'm betting them against the Commanders. But I can't do it as favorites. No. Like, principle tells me if I'm playing this game, it has to be Washington. Even though I don't think the Lions have lost by more than three points at home in like, what, the last eight games, nine games? I'd have to go back and check that out. They're much more competitive there, but I don't think they're winning this game. 